Welcome back to The Truth with Trinity, and I am your host, Trinity, and if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I'd like to send you a warm welcome. Here I talk about issues that happen within the Black community, hopefully for some resolution or at least some food for thought to go about your daily way. So without further ado, I'd like to jump into this episode's topic, which is dating outside the race because of hate. So I want to make a small disclaimer here. Not every interracial relationship that uh, has black men, black women, or white women and white men, just the whole situation of what I'm talking about. Not all this refers to, um, you know, black people or white people. Uh, But if you're like me and you're online, you see a lot of talk about black men bashing black women as for the reasons why they don't date black women. And you are starting to see a lot more now black women voice their uh, displeasure in black men. So I wanted to start off with a little bit of history, though, um, because I'm, I'm an avid believer, firm believer, that if you don't know your history, you are bound to repeat it. And some of these characteristics and attributes we can see through the generations. But let me not digress. So I want to start off with history. Black men were bred to fear and black women were made and bred to endure. And I want to go into that a little bit. So there were situations back during slavery time where a black woman, for example, had to watch a black man being hung or burnt or something, uh, you know, torture being done to the black man. And during the slavery time, they also, you know, would make the children come outside. Okay. So this is the young, you know, slave children, black children. And even if the mother was pregnant, that was a specialty because the fear that she sensed transmitted to her child when she was seeing her husband, you know, or the man of the house or one of her sons being killed, okay, lynched. So right then and there, they were teaching the black male children to submit. And this is what happens when, you know, you're out of line. So, you know, that's what the meaning of black men were bred to fear. Okay. So they went through seeing that and experiencing that. And that's, you know, in a lot of our bloodline, And, you know, black women, of course, we were made to endure, you know, endure our men being sold off, uh, endure rape or whatever it was. We had to be the strong, strong, you know, uh, you know, we prayed to God. God was our source and we just had to keep going. Okay. And so both black men and black women looked from the backyard of the plantation looking up and out toward the white missus in her finest linen and the white man with all the power and pride of the land. So, you know, back then, you know, slaves, you know, in rags and working hard, you know, and had to look up and see, you know, what they dreamed of being basically, you know, uh, you know, I, I would take it if it was a black man, he would dream of owning his own, being free, being able to talk and and, and react and and have things. And, and you know, uh, as a black woman, you know, looking up 
you know, at a white woman. And, you know, I would love to have a pretty dress and parasol. And, you know, I would love my husband to be able to take care of me. So then there's the cross reverse. Okay. So then, you know, you got the black man looking up at the white missus, you know, I'll protect your missus, you know, and then you got the, the black woman, um, you know, having to submit to the slave master. So, you know, you really couldn't submit to your husband like that. But if you, if you wasn't going to submit to anybody, it, it, it daggone sure better be the master that you submit to. And I have a question for you out there. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound familiar? Okay. So I wanted to start with talking about black men. Black men often seek interracial marriages saying that black women are too mannish. Okay. So they're too aggressive, you know, and, um, you know, black women are, you know, can be overweight. And the thing with that is, is I encourage the black man to make a better living and to educate himself and to take responsibility for his woman so that she will have more opportunity to work if she'd like, but also be able to keep her body in shape and to be able to afford the finest foods. So, you know, I don't want black men just to look at white women and, and say, oh, she's out there working out. Well, her, her, her white man has it to where she can work out. Her white father, uh, you know, her, her, her white husband or whatever. And some of them are single now, but they have old money. So they're out there walking single now, you know, but it was their fathers that paved the way. Um, so that they can work out on their body for four or five years, uh, not years, but four or five hours, you know, um, or two hours, you know, um, black women being too mannish. Uh, yes, I do see uh, that being a problem. But, uh, you know, this goes back to that slavery uh, time I'm talking about, you know, where black women had to endure and black men were bred to, you know, be submissive and fear so it could save their life, you know, during slavery times. And I, I believe that there's just an imbalance between black men and black women to this day because of a lot of those situations. You know, um, I think a lot of black men call themselves being masculine by being abusive because they have never been showed, excuse me, they've never been taught uh, the real components of what it takes to maintain a household and be a man. You know, they wasn't taught um you know, how to uh, educate themselves. They didn't have a father, you know, teaching them certain skills so that they could be profitable um, out in society. Um, they they didn't have that and they weren't taught uh, by an elderly man. The best way to keep a woman's mouth shut is to make sure she has everything she needs. So she, her mouth isn't even open, you know, and um, you know, when you, when you look at white men and I'm not saying all white men, but that's, that's their, that's their ideology, you know, uh, in order to keep a woman's mouth shut, make sure she has what she needs so it won't be open. So you got black women, you know, in man's pants, you know, and it's not just about finances. It's about, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot about that too, but, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, the way I believe black men, you know, um, sometime I believe they treat women like men. So I know black women get accused of that a lot that they treat their men like their girlfriends, but I believe um, a lot of black men do it too. They, they rough, you know, treat their women rough. And then they wonder why all the women are walking around like he man, you know? Uh, so 
I, I think, you know, just both sides, you know, we have to work um, at this. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, black women now. So black women are growing weary uh, of black men now, not all black women, but, you know, the ones that are talking and you see these videos and, you know, just day to day, not even on, you know, uh, social media, just everyday conversations with other black women sometime. Um, you have black women uh, complaining about, um, you know, wanting black men to be uh, serious. So this is serious about life. Um, this is serious about his decisions that he's making. Um, they're uh, complaining and wanting black men to be providers. Um, and not just providing sex, but uh, providing everything else that's needed um, on an emotional, uh, financial, um, psychological, mental um, level. Um, you know, they are looking for a black man to be a protector. Okay. And I, I've spoke about this in other episodes, but I don't have a problem with mentioning it again. Um, I believe that the black man as a whole has lost his instinct because this is instinct here. Something that you instinct is something that you react to. And you don't even give a thought to it. It's just something that comes, you know, um, I believe that a lot of black men have lost their instinct to uh, protect the black woman. They don't feel a need to. It's they say it's old school. They. Um, you know, they laugh as, as as if it's a joke. Um, and, you know, you see black women looking up, you know, to white men, um, you know, for security and protection and, you know, this Clark Kent type of Superman uh, feeling that they're looking for. And I think with uh, black men, you know, they're looking, you know, at white women um, as a sense of uh, what f true femininity is. And, you know, um, the fact that they're not as loud in public, not all black women are loud, but let's face it, you know, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen, there are groups of, you know, sometimes young black women, and they're just as loud and cantankerous and, you know, they have no poise and they have no class and they're wild. So that, you know, just, I believe it reinforces uh, some black men's thoughts about, you know, not, you know, seeking to choose a black woman as a mate. Um, I also believe that a lot of the trauma that black men and black women have faced in the homes that we grew up in causes us sometimes to, to have a, um, a bitter taste about the opposite sex by seeing what our parents went through or the ones that didn't stick around. So, you know, it's a lot of uh, psychologically damaged black people just off of that alone. So we're, like I said, you know, the black woman's looking up at the white man and the black man's looking up at the white woman, you know, as if, um, you know, they're the end all be all to what's considered perfection in relationships. You know, when the truth is they have their own, um, slew of problems um, within their culture as well. Um, it's just they don't talk about it as openly as we do, like on social media, dogging each other out, bashing each other, you know, and I, I want to get into that in a second. Um, the Black woman is also looking for um, 
looking for the black man not to treat her like he treats his friends. You know, like I said once before, you know, black men have complained. Some black men have said, you know, she treats me like I'm a woman. You know, she's emasculating me. Well, I, I, I have an episode, you know, stop treating her like a man if you don't want her to be one. Um, that's one of my episodes. It, it talks about, you know, you have to handle a woman differently um, than what you handle a, a man. You know, that's the part of being with a woman is, is showing your f- not feminine side, but the softer side. It's almost like a guy going off to war. And, you know, the medieval times, you know, the knights, you know, they they just got finished killing, you know, thousands of people. They ride back into the land and their wife is waiting for them and they're able to put that sword down. You know, they're still men, but they're able to put that sword down and 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 reconnect back with their wife. And and they're not, you know. Uh, that aggressive, I'm not saying it's not in the home, but that aggressiveness that they had to be the killer and the soldier out in the, out in the land, the mercenary, they were able to come back home and reconnect. And I think, you know, with a lot of our brothers, um, they believe they have to be that 24 seven, that hard mercenary. And I think it's really turning a lot of black women off. Um, and I think the last thing is, you know, I think the black woman is looking for the black man to be more interested in education. So not so much interested in, you know, the jovial, um, leisurely things in life, which is okay. A small percentage of that, but the black woman is looking for, uh, the black man to be more interested in, uh, enterprise. And, and, I want to say, lastly, the truth is, if we developed ourselves as a people, we wouldn't have to look up. And I quote unquote say, look up to anyone else. So nobody else is man. Nobody else is race of woman. Uh, No, you know, we wouldn't have to do that if we would do the hard work, you know, because the truth is the black woman needs work and the black man needs work and we need to stop finger pointing at each other, trying to see fault. Now, what we can do is is, is sit and, and have meaningful dialogues and we can teach the other youth how not to make the same mistakes we made, you know, because, you know, black people, sometimes we remind, they remind uh, me and I'm black as well of the children of Israel, how they wandered around after escaped, escaping Egypt and, they wandered around for 40 years on they I think they said what like a four-day trip. It was only a four-day trip, but it took them 40 years. And I'm looking at black people, you know, you know, because we are the true true children of Israel. And it's like we're doing the same thing. We've escaped from slavery. You know, we we, we were set quote unquote free. And uh, we're still wandering wandering around with the same situations that happened about a hundred and something years ago. You know, so like I said, if we do the hard work and and realize that there's some problems and we can't keep um, you know, there's issues that's going on with injustice, but a lot of the things that are going on are intrinsic within our communities. Okay. And if we're going to build, you know, um, a better, a better, um, tomorrow with our children, it starts with rectifying a lot of the problems that we have, you know? And, um, I want to also say that this world doesn't want to see black men and women and families, I want you, I want you to take a really good 
thought about that. I'm going to repeat that. This world doesn't want to see black men and women in families. I mean, think about that. If you were to watch commercials or you were to go outside and, you know, you you automatically think, oh, you see the white man and the white woman um, in a relationship, in a marriage. And it's like, okay, that's typical American. But there's like a, a sense of insecurity that would be created if you saw more black women and men married. Because then it would be like, who's who? You know, because the only thing that I, I believe they would call themselves superior is that they have a lifestyle and a way of doing things that we don't have. So this is not about uh, being coming like someone else. This is regaining part of our civilization that we had that was taken from us. And, you know, when you look at them sometimes, you, you know, they learned a lot of their civilization from the Moors and uh, from people of color, black people. So, you know, it's not about trying to be white, but it's the truth though. How would that, you know, how, how much would that, um, affect the earth if more black women and men and children were in families? So it wouldn't like, like I said, we wouldn't have to look up to anybody else. Oh, look at their family. Look at their white family. Oh, isn't that great? Wish we could have it. We can have it. We can, if we would evolve to become, okay, other than what we've been doing, it's not working for us. You know, I, I'm sure you guys can agree with that as well. Um, another thing is, but they don't mind seeing unwed mothers and angry child support paying fathers. They don't mind seeing that though, with black children emotionally scarred. Okay, they don't mind seeing, a, a you know, a black woman with five or six kids. They don't mind seeing that. They don't mind seeing a black man angry talking about black uh, female dogs ain't nothing. And I got to go to child support because I got 10 other kids by five different women. They don't care because they know that that is not um, productive. Okay. So you're producing children, but it's not, um, not to say that other children are in quality, but they're not being brought up in quality situations and quality families. Okay. So all of our children are beautiful. But what I'm saying is if you can get what I'm saying, so the society does not care how many children we push out. The real threat is producing quality environments that are conducive to the upbringing of black children. Now, that's now that can get scary for others if we start doing stuff like that. Meaningful families. OK, and our children being mentally developed to where they can think and not be stressed out with single parents and homes and and everyone's hating each other. OK, because of this decisions we made yesterday. I want to keep going. Um that, um, I'm trying to think, is there something else? But that's pretty much it on the segment. You know, um, like I said, just to do a recap, um, it's okay if you want to date who you want to date. But if we as black men and black women stop running from the truth, okay, that there are things on both sides of the spectrum that we can correct, if we can stop drawing on the blackboard and saying, oh, this and this and that, that we've been saying for the last 60, 80 years and actually come up with some resolutions, okay, actually, you know, be willing to, like I said, talk these things out and look at the deeper meaning 
behind why we do what we do. Okay. And be willing to change some of those things. So it's not about changing, um, you know, to please anyone else, but it's changing so we can bring. Oh, oh, and one more thing I wanted to add too. one more thing I wanted to add is that, um, you know, when we have problems with each other, you know, we're, we're so quick to broadcast it, you know, on social media and TV and stuff. But ask yourself this question. Do you see other races of people outing their men and women at the rate that we do as black people? You know, we'll sit on there and we'll say that black man ain't nothing. And then you'll hear the black man say that B ain't nothing but a, you know, you'll you hear all this. And they're, and meanwhile, they're making millions of dollars off of us doing that. So, you know, we're exploiting ourselves. We're helping, we're helping ourselves be exploited um, for financial gain, you know, for others. And, and, you know, that's one thing that we can cut out, you know, we can stop bashing each other because you don't see other people doing that. You don't see other races of people doing it. You might see it every now and then, but you know, when they're telling their individual life story about something horrible that happened, but you don't really just see it like. As if, you know, how we do it in our community. So I'm, I'm hoping we can come together about that, too. I'm hoping that we can speak more positive things. And, and anytime we see something wrong with our brother and sister that, that wasn't too great, that we're not so quick, you know, to, to recap and make a video about it, you know, uh, that we can, like I said, learn to unify uh, with each other. Um, that pretty much wraps up this segment. It's been a pleasure talking with you. If you like the message, please hit subscribe or the like button. Um, if you would like to get in contact with me or if you have any questions or suggestions, you can at thetruthwithtrinity.com. You can also listen to my podcast on Spotify, YouTube, or Anchor. And always remember, if you can't tell the truth with anyone else, you can with Trinity. Till next time, take care.